Good morning, everyone. <clears throat> You're very welcome to this Mass in honour of St. Jane Francis de Chantal. And uh, it's a Mass which is being offered for the happy repose of the soul of Florence McCulloch. Once again, I apologise for the need to shout at you. We hope to have the, a new amplifier uh, in place uh, this afternoon. It will be the first of two pieces of equipment which have to be replaced at a cost of £4,000 just to keep us uh, busy. So we begin our Mass, as always, uh, with the entrance antiphon. O Lord, it is you who are my portion and cup, you yourself who secure my portion. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <clears throat> the Lord be with you. Brothers and sisters, let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, blessed Mary ever Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, who made St. Jane Francis de Chantal radiant with outstanding merits in different walks of life, Grant us, through her intercession, that walking faithfully in our vocation, we may constantly be examples of shining light. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Please be seated for the first reading. A reading from the book of Joshua. The Lord said to Joshua, This very day I will begin to make you a great man in the eyes of all Israel, to let them be sure that I am going to be with you, even as I was with Moses. As for you, give this order to the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant, when you have reached the brink of the waters of the Jordan, you are to stand still in the Jordan itself. Then Joshua said to the Israelites, Come closer and hear the words of the Lord your God. Joshua said, <clears throat> By this you will know that a living God is with you and without a doubt will expel the Canaanite. Canaanite. Look, the ark of the Lord, the Lord of the whole earth, is about to cross the Jordan at your head. As soon as the priests with the ark of the Lord, the Lord of the whole earth, 
have set their feet in the waters of the Jordan, the upper waters of the Jordan flowing down will be stopped in their course and stand still in one mass. <clears throat> Accordingly, when the people struck camp to cross the Jordan, the priests carried the Ark of the Covenant in front of the people. As soon as the bearers of the Ark reached the Jordan and the feet of the priests who carried it touched the waters of the Jordan, the Jordan overflows the whole length of its banks throughout the harvest season, the upper waters stood still and made one heap over a wide space from Adam to the fortress of Zarathan, while those flowing down to the Sea of the Arabah, that is the Salt Sea, stopped running altogether. The people crossed opposite Jericho. The priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood still on dry ground in mid-Jordan. And all Israel continued to cross dry shod till the whole nation had finished its crossing of the river. The word of the Lord. The response to the psalm is Alleluia. When the Israel came forth from Egypt, Jacob's sons from an alien people, Judah became the Lord's temple, Israel became his kingdom. The sea fled at the sight, the Jordan turned back on its course, the mountains leapt like rams, and the hills like yearling sheep. Why was it sea that you fled, that you turned back Jordan on your course? Mountains that you leapt like rams, hills like yearling sheep. We greet the gospel. Alleluia, alleluia. Because of your love, give me life and I will do your will. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Peter went up to Jesus and said, Lord, how often must I forgive my brother if he wrongs me? As often as seven times. Jesus answered, not seven, I tell you, but 77 times. And so the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who decided to settle his accounts with his servants. When the reckoning began, they brought him a man who owed 10,000 talents, but he had no means of paying. So his master gave orders that he should be sold together with his wife and children and all his possessions to meet the debt. At this, the servant threw himself down at his master's feet. Give me time, he said, and I will pay the whole sum. And the servant's master felt so sorry for him that he let him go and cancelled the debt. Now as this servant went out, 
he happened to meet a fellow servant who owed him 100 denarii. And he seized him by the throat and began to throttle him. Pay what you owe me, he said. His fellow servant fell at his feet and implored him, saying, Give me time and I will pay you. But the other would not agree. On the contrary, he had him thrown into prison till he should pay the debt. His fellow servants were deeply distressed when they saw what had happened. And they went to their master and reported the whole affair to him. Then the master sent for him. You wicked servant, he said, I cancelled all that debt of yours when you appealed to me. Were you not bound then to have pity on your fellow servant, just as I had pity on you? And in his anger, the master handed him over to the torturers till he should pay all his debt. And that is how my heavenly Father will deal with you unless you each forgive your brother from your heart. Jesus had now finished what he wanted to say, and he left Galilee and came into the part of the Judea, which is in the far side of the Jordan. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. <clears throat> I'm going to read you something about St. Jane Francis de Chantal because I think her life uh, can speak to many of us. Jane Francis was a wife, mother, nun, and founder of a religious community. Her mother died when she was 18 months old and her father became the main influence on her education. She developed into a woman of beauty and refinement, lively and cheerful in temperament. At 21, she married Baron de Chantal, by whom she had six children, three of whom died in infancy. At her castle, she restored the custom of daily mass and was seriously engaged in various charitable works. Her husband was killed after seven years of marriage and she sank into deep dejection for four months at her family home. Her father-in-law threatened to disherit her children if she did not return to his home. He was then 75, vain, fierce, and extravagant. Jane Francis managed to remain cheerful in spite of him and his insolent housekeeper. When she was 32, she met St. Francis de Sales who became her spiritual director, softening some of the severities 
imposed by her former director. She wanted to become a nun, but he persuaded her to defer this decision. She took a vow to remain unmarried and to obey her director. After three years, Francis told her of his plan to found an institute of women which would be a haven for those of whose health, age, or other consideration barred them from entering the already established orders. There would be no cloister, and they would be free to undertake spiritual and corporal works of mercy. They were primarily intended to exemplify the virtues of Mary at the Visitation, hence their name, the Visitation Nuns, Humility and Meekness. The congregation, three women, began when Jane Frances was 45. She underwent great sufferings. St. Francis de Sales died. Her son was killed. A plague ravaged France. Her daughter-in-law and son-in-law died. She whipped up the local authorities to great efforts for the victims of the plague and put all the resources of her convent at the disposal of the sick. During part of her religious life, she had to undergo great trials of the spirit, interior anguish, darkness, and spiritual dryness. She died while on a visitation of convents to the community. St. Vincent de Paul said of St. Jane Francis, she was full of faith, yet all her life had been tormented by thoughts against it. While apparently enjoying the peace and easiness of mind of souls who have reached a high state of virtue, she suffered such interior trials that she often told me that her mind was so filled with all sorts of temptations and abominations that she had to strive not to look within herself. But for all that suffering, her face never lost its serenity, nor did she once relax in the fidelity God asked of her. And so I regard her as one of the holiest souls I have ever met on this earth. I think listening to that, when our lives go pear-shaped, I think a prayer to St. Jane Francis de Chantal will help us rediscover some equilibrium. She met all sorts of trials and tribulations, and yet she never lost heart. May that be our inspiration.
Blessed are you, Lord God, of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands, who become for us the bread of life. Excuse me. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. Most merciful God, who were pleased to create in, in blessed Jane Francis de Chantal, the new man in your image, the old having passed away, graciously grant, we pray, that renewed like her, we may offer you the acceptable sacrifice of conciliation through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For in the marvelous confession of your saints, you make, the church, you make your church fruitful with strength ever new and offer us the sure sign of your love. And that your saving mysteries may be fulfilled, their great example lends us courage, their fervent prayers sustain us in all we do. And so, Lord, with all the angels and saints, we too give you thanks as in exaltation we acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of Hosanna. We pray the second Eucharistic prayer. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it 
and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith, my Lord and my God. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray, that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Noel, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters particularly Florence, who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your faith. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with the Blessed Apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life, and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. 
Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Lamb of God, Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord. One thing is necessary. She has chosen the better part, which shall not be taken away from her. And now I invite those who are attending this Mass by podcast to make a spiritual communion as we pray. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most blessed sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you have already come and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Soul of Christ, sanctify me. Body of Christ, save me. Blood of Christ, embolden me. Water from the side of Christ, wash me. Passion of Christ, strengthen me. O good Jesus, hear me. Within your wounds, hide me. Never permit me to be separated from you. From the evil enemy, defend me. At the hour of my death, call me and bid me to come to you, that with your saints I may praise you for age upon age. Amen. Let us pray. By the power of this sacrament, Lord, we pray, lead us always in your love through the example of blessed Jane Francis de Chantal and bring to fulfillment the good work you have begun in us until the day of Christ Jesus, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. 
Just before the final dismissal, as usual, there will be confessions at the rear of the church in the bishop's porch after this Mass. And also, could I ask you please to treat this Mass as your Sunday Mass and not come to Mass at the weekend so that uh, working people and people with uh, families can come uh, to the Mass. I'm pleased to report, as I said earlier this week, that increasing numbers uh, are coming to the uh, weekend Mass. And in order to avoid the uh, necessity of getting people to book uh, online, I want the church to be as uh, easily accessible as possible and uh, to have as much space as possible for the people who uh, can only attend Mass at the weekend. So I would uh, request that you would abide by this as an act of solidarity to other parishioners who can only come to Mass at the weekend. And if you would just uh, treat this or any weekday Mass as your Sunday Mass, uh, we should all be very grateful. The Mass is ended. Go in the peace of Christ. That's the second day I've forgotten to give the blessing. May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Once again, the Mass is ended. Go in the peace of Christ.